Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Back in 1999, a young woman from South Carolina vanished. Seven years passed. She was presumed dead. Then a tip came in. He said, I think I found your girl. and She's alive. She's in New York. And I said, really? The detective on the case, he didn't buy it. He came to believe that he was dealing with an imposter. Who was this woman, really? Listen to Deep Cover wherever you get your podcasts. To get the Crime Writers on After Show right now, go to patreon.com slash partners in crime media. I'm Rebecca Lavoie, and this is Crime Writers On. Crime Writers On is the original true crime review podcast that digs into true crime, pop culture, other podcasts. And on this week's episode, he thrilled audiences as a headlining hypnotist. And the same fearless powers of persuasion made him one of the world's greatest con men. We'll review Chameleon, Dr. Dante. Joining me to get that done and more is true crime author, TV journalist, and host of the These Are Their Stories podcast, my husband and love of my life, the greatest hypnotist in the world, Kevin Flynn. Hello, Kevin. Look deep in my eyes. <laughs> That's how you got me. That's how I got you, yes. I was going to say that. <laughs> I'm just going to like... Know. Looking deeply. It wouldn't have happened were not for the hypnotism, right? <laughs> I thought it was getting you knocked up. <laughs> ew. No. Ew. Remember when we first got together, people were like, are you guys going to have kids? And I was like, ew. No. <laughs> ew. Wait, what? Already, What's wrong with my sperm? We already had them. <laughs> I didn't want any more. That was all it was. <laughs> it's like, it's like, would you like to get a new puppy right after you, you know, right after you, you buried the old just one? Just had a puppy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also with us is private investigator, certified pet detective, resident cat lady, and author of The Final Curtain, Laura Bricker. Hi, Laura. Hi, Rebecca. And finally, our captain of all things cynical, the author of the City Trilogy of Novels, host of the Strange Arrivals podcast, and our Patreon Deep Dive Book Club podcast host, Toby Ball. Hello, Toby. Hello, Rebecca. So, Kevin. This yeah. is obviously Monday's fine program. Obviously. What is coming up on Thursday's podcast? On Thursday, we're going to talk about the Netflix documentary series, Gunther's Millions. Oh, that's the one about the rich dog, but it's not actually about a rich dog. I don't want to give it away. Okay, I'm just saying, I'm just about a rich dog, but it's not really about a rich dog. Yeah, yeah. That's well, not giving a lot away. It's coming out on Netflix later this week, and we'll, be, uh, we'll have the first review before anybody else. Would you say that this series has a MacGuffin situation? Um, no, that's not how oh, you would use I would a MacGuffin. Say it has everything. It's got 
Okay. Dog. It's got sex <laughs> calls. It's got tax Happy evasion. People. <laughs> people who want to live forever. <laughs> it's got an Italian asshole. It's got someone who's yeah. Madonna. Someone who, talks, got Madonna. someone who talks like Anna Delvey. It's got everything. It has everything. That was so weird. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Laura. It also has a dog. <laughs> Several clones. Jesus. All right. So, Laura, before we start the show, uh, last week we discussed a mystery happening in your life. Um, yeah. And that mystery to recap for listeners was that you received like a giant pallet of Hint brand water at your house. And again, Hint is not a sponsor of this podcast. Yet during the taping of our shows, you were slugging the Hint flavored water down yeah. left and yeah. right because it had arrived at your house with no labels or branding. And you thought perhaps someone had sent it to you as a gift without like a return address. That mystery has since been solved. And I love the solution to this mystery. Would you like to share it with us now, Laura Bricker? Yeah. So the mystery solved. So I went through a lot of scenarios. I thought, hint, someone wants me to have dry January. Now I have a pallet of water to drink. Hint, um, I'm not hydrated. I don't know. So we put it out last week and I got a message. And the water actually belonged to Stacy Margaret Jones, one of our very loyal listeners who is in the Brichter scale and mm-hmm. lives down south. She and her husband are always taking like these fantastic trips. They're both writers. So she sent me a thing and said, yeah, that's our water. And <laughs> the goji berries, too. <laughs> How did so it wind she, up in Exeter, New Hampshire? So you are actually drinking somebody else's water that was yeah, she told accidentally me to delivered to you. Yeah, she told me to keep it. Hold on, I'll read you what she said. Um, <laughs> if you want the whole, if you want the whole story, she's drinking stolen water. Stolen, stolen water. water. Stolen water. So she said, "That is our water and goji berries." I had your address in my Amazon because I sent you those books because oh. she and her husband sent me their books. Because they were thinking they might want to do an event in Exeter at some point if we did a crime writers on Palooza. Mm-hmm. I did notice we didn't get ours this month. Damn it. <laughs> Enjoy them. I'm on the phone with Amazon now and they were replacing. So it's sorted. They were sort of flummoxed as to how my subscribe and save settings changed to your address. But now you have hint and goji berries to enjoy. Love, Stacy. It's too bad they didn't subscribe to something like super expensive that you yeah. accidentally got. <laughs> That's incredible. Like a car lease. So you're drinking literally Stacy and her husband's water and it's on Amazon. So they don't have to, they're not like subsidizing your water. It sounds like Amazon is paying. Amazon is taking the hint. Amazon is sponsoring taking my water. Nice. Um, I take it everywhere. I keep a case in my car. Sometimes when I pull up at friends' houses, I said, you guys want a water? I got some hint in the back. Jeez. I can't so much. Out. It's, it's like, like a, it's like you're running a marathon for people. It's like a pallet. She got so much of this water. <laughs> yeah. So, it's tasty, though. It's good. And then my friend had COVID last week. I took her some soup and some hint water. <laughs> dropped it on her front porch. <laughs> Spread the happiness. Wow. I was like, this is the best water. I mean, it's just amazing. Wow. So, thank you, Stacy. <laughs> So anyway, so, mystery solved. It's so exciting. Yeah. Toby, anybody ever send you something that you didn't really want or you didn't really that ask for? I didn't for? want? Yeah. I don't know. Do you have something in mind? <laughs> Did you send me something I didn't want? <laughs> I, I don't know. What did you get for Christmas? How about a t-shirt that said... Bill Rankin's rumpus room. <laughs> yeah, I got one that said, let's sacrifice Toby, which oh, yeah. had uh, little kids about to 
slice up a little me. I love, like, I art, love um, that meme. Artwork reminiscent of I, uh, uh, Highlights Magazine. I love that meme. No, it looks like a, a like a board game cover. Yeah, it's like a 1970s. Yeah, it's funny. I wear it a lot. I oh love it. Oh my gosh, it. can I get one? I'm yes. going to get one. Yes, if you just oh, look yeah, up you Let's Sacrifice one. Toby on the internet, you'll see the meme. It's one of my favorite memes of all time. It's so great. I love that someone sent oh, that here to it you. it is. <laughs> All right, Sam Mullins is sweating in his hint water, waiting for this podcast review to okay, begin. Okay, so. so should we drop that first clip and do our review tonight, Kevin? Let's do it. All right, let's drop that clip. Leading off, Dante would step on stage, tall, dark, Vegas handsome, curly hair permed to perfection, suit pressed, nails manicured, immaculate. He'd take the mic out of its stand and begin. Everybody, of course, can be hypnotized, lovely people. That is everybody who basically wants to be. Hypnosis is an extent of concentration and imagination. We have them both. In the 1960s, Ronald Peller performed as nightclub hypnotist Dr. Dante. He thrilled crowds, mixed with celebrities, and even married a movie star. But Dante was a prolific con man accused of stealing and attempting to have a rival hypnotist Murdered. Dante performed regularly at the club where Rick was employed. And one night, they were hanging out after Dante's show when the conversation turned to a hypnotist in San Diego who had established himself as a problem. A problem that needed to be dealt with. After prison, Dante expanded his stage act to include seminars, self-help tapes, tattooed makeup, and a collegiate diploma mill. He made millions of dollars on false claims and was comfortable telling reporters all about them. When it seemed an elderly Dante was ready to retire from his life of deception, he planned a comeback. I mean, how did I think this story was going to end? My thought was, that motherfucker just conned me. Campside Media is out with season five of Chameleon, Dr. Dante. Wild Boys host Sam Mullins recounts the many lives of the hypnotist who used his powers of persuasion to be one of the greatest con men in history. Spoiler alert, we are going to be talking about plot points from Dr. Dante. So if you want to remain spoiler free, go to the estimated time code in our show notes for our thumbs up or thumbs down reviews. Now, Laura Bricker, your first note that you sent me is how much you liked the scene setting in this podcast. What do you mean by that? So, you know, we listen to all types of podcasts. This one to me was more of an entertainment style podcast, although it did have, you know, people that were there and good sourcing. So, you know, we have a host who's really great to listen to. And the scene setting is, you know, Lana Turner in the bar and Dr. Dante going over and pretending he doesn't know who she is and this sort of whirlwind romance. But the setup with the music and just like back and the soundscape and everything. To me, I just really had this image conjured up of this opening scene and Dr. Dante entering the room to begin his scam. As they dance, he asks her, and who might my dance partner be? Lana's taken aback. A man in Hollywood who didn't know who she was didn't come around very often. Someone who didn't know who she was was about the most attractive quality Lana could imagine in a person. One correction, Lara. Yeah. It, it was a disco. <laughs> oh! It was a disco? Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I had this. Okay, well, it was still, it just had this. No, but you're right. Has, yeah, this, like, you're thinking of like, this smoky black and yeah, white. I just have this, like, old, like, this image in my mind. 
Well, Lana Turner was like an elder Hollywood star yeah. at the time. Like she wasn't like in the height of her career. Right. It wasn't like Peyton well, Place. She had or, had yeah. seven husbands, so I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, Toby, one of the interesting things about this podcast for me is it becomes clear very early on that contemporary sources are like not really present in the podcast. So it really leans almost completely on Sam Mullen's writing and voice. Were it not for his writing and voice, like we wouldn't have a show. And that either works or it doesn't, depending on the person's skill in writing and voice. What do you think of that format? And what do you think of whether or not that works here? First of all, I'll say that, you know, regardless of what I think about the format, I think it works in that it's very well written. And Sam is obviously really good at the sort of storytelling aspects of things. I came around on the format. It took me a little while to kind of wrap my head around what was going on because we just listened to so many, like most of the stuff we listen to feels like sort of an audio magazine article or newspaper article or something. It's very sort of journalistic. And this is much more like an essay. You know, there's not a whole lot of showing your work. You just got to kind of take it on faith that he knows what he's talking about and that, you know, he's being sort of true to the source material. But once you get past that, the time passes, you know, the, the writing's really good. And just like listening to a guy who's a really interesting storyteller tell this kind of wacky story. The one thing that was weird is that Dr. Dante himself, his voice is so like exaggerated and kind of actorly that I was like, okay, is this an actor? Mm-hmm. And I was like, is this really the way he talked? But I guess it was. I guess yeah, that yes. was part of his thing. He so, had a great um, podcast, wouldn't he? Yes, and it, I think it becomes clear. I mean, it, they never say this, but it becomes clear to me that I think a lot of the source material for the podcast is the documentary that we hear about at the end of the podcast. That's what I'm guessing, right? Well, yeah, I was wondering kind of about the interiority of Lana Turner, where we hear like, she thought this, she felt that. I'm like, where is that coming from? I suspect it's her autobiography because she does go into her time with Dr. Dante. To follow up on Toby's point, I do think we sometimes, I think we give Sam Mullins maybe more leeway with the sound effects that are in there and the observations than we do with other journalists, in part because this particular podcast, as Laura pointed out, that it's not like a typical investigation. There are a couple of contemporary interviews. They come much later in the series. And I'll just point out that as of today, episode five is out. You can listen to all of them on the binge. So we've listened to all eight episodes. I won't spoil too much about that part of the end of it. But, you know, there's there's Bobby Gold, right? Bobby Gold, who's like they, they get some interviews with him and, you know, some other people, relatives that knew him. But it isn't like the Emerald Triangle. Right. And where we're going to start complaining that there's dogs barking in the background. And by the way, apologies to our listener who uh, we freaked your dogs the fuck out by playing that clip last oh, week. Yeah. I'm sorry. You should. I was freaked out right by just because I didn't like it. Yeah. So I'm sorry for your dogs. I'm more sorry for me. So just to finish my thought, I'd, <laughs> I'd say that I think it's because of the format and the design of it in conjunction with the fact that we have an excellent storyteller at the helm, that we're willing to accept things in this podcast that we wouldn't necessarily in another kind of podcast. You know, this is in the realm of like a Dan Taberski kind of essay, although Dan's been really excellent about doing more first-person contemporaneous interviews and, and, and enterprise pieces as of late. But yeah, it's different. It's different, and but I think that it works. I want a young, slender, 
sober girl. I want of somebody as small as possible if there's a reason for this. There was a time when this bit was commonly attempted among hypnotists, but you don't see it done anymore. And there's a reason for that. It's dangerous, it's difficult to pull off, and it often leads to lawsuits. So here's what I hear, and this to me is like very difficult to pull off. I have no knowledge of the behind the scenes here. But I do know the editor of this is the same editor who did Wild Boys, Karen Duffin, right? Mm -hmm, And it's the same host, Sam Mullins. I hear this idea for a story that I would not be surprised if it originated from the documentary or some other way that Sam came across the story. And I can imagine that there may have been an idea to get more, more original interviews, more tape, and perhaps they couldn't. So they really hung it on this idea of Sam doing this writing and telling the story. It is exceedingly hard to make that interesting. Like I, I'd say, and we've heard the whole thing, and I know, Kevin, you don't want to be too spoilery, but technically they are all technically available. So, but things happen. I would say all of the action that involves interviews and tape happens in the last two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the first six really depend on us being interested in the story that Sam is telling us. And I found them interesting and I wanted to listen to the next one. That is hard to do from an editorial standpoint. Like having someone just tell us what happened for six episodes of a podcast, that is an editing feat. It's not just a writing feat. It's also an editing feat, structuring it in such a way that like it works. That's hard. Well, it's completely our fault because after Wild Boys, we said we'd listen to Sam Mullins read the telephone book. That's our fault, yeah. We're just like... He's like, okay, well, I'll just do this. Forget Keith Morrison. We've got Sam Mullins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. So, Laura, one thing I wanted to just, like, throw your way, we we both made a note that I know got cut because it was, like, a mistake I made as I was reading the intro. We completely forgot about the murder at some point when we were listening to this. Yeah. The attempted murder for hire because this guy did so many large-scale and successful scams in his life. It is kind of shocking. If he did one of these things, it could have been the subject of a podcast. If he were a famous hypnotist who did a murder for hire, and that was it, and then was also married to Lana Turner or whatever, that could be a subject of a podcast. But he did, like, three other really huge things. Like, huge. Made tons of money. Yeah. He's like the most interesting man in the world or whatever that guy is. With <laughs> the, the beer Corona commercial. Yeah. The Corona guy. I mean, I have to say, I kind of admire this guy's hustle. You know, he never gives up. We go from the hypnotist act to the hypnotist training to the permaderm, permaderm. The, <laughs> the makeup, which again, they're like, and he had his hand in a past so he couldn't do it himself but he could direct people to do it on a gourd or whatever they were putting it on. grapefruit <laughs> you know and, and you know and then you go to the merchandise the fake university i mean this guy just never gives up and and the university thing wasn't a small scale operation i mean what were we saying it was like an 85 million dollar 85 million dollars in like a year yeah, yeah. i mean and then wait this is my favorite part like many before him like bikram and all the other people when the heat gets on he goes to mexico and it's like he can just carry on his kids and wife go down and visit him they're like yeah it was great you know, yeah, all the time. It's amazing. So I just want to point out that I do have my degree from Columbia State University. And I have my 
certified cat detective yeah. degree that I printed out on my printer at home as well. So I also have a powder puff degree. The, the Columbia State <laughs> University School of Cat Detectivery. <laughs> I love There's the idea. Yeah. Toby, don't you love the idea, as Sam points out when he's talking to that guy who he calls the human embodiment of a overstuffed file box? <laughs> that guy points out that there are still probably thousands of Columbia State University bombs just like sitting in organizations <laughs> around the world. <laughs> Nuclear physicists, yeah. White House employees, congressmen. <laughs> I know, it's too bad because I wanted to add one more thing to my resume when you read the introduction, Rebecca. It's really unfortunate that it's defunct at this point. Columbia State University? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's kind of interesting about that, I, there's a bunch of interesting things about that scam, I thought. But one of them is, like, just like, I don't even really have to try like I can just send somebody a book, you know, and it doesn't even have to be a book about what something they're interested in. I'll just send them a book and then if they can pass a test, then I'll give it them a degree. Um, <laughs> and, and it's really just, it's like, who's the sucker, right? Like that's the thing. It's like the people who actually go to colleges are suckers. That's the biggest scam in the world. You know, you learn everything you need to learn in, in life and we'll give you credit for that. And so that's going to be attractive to people, right? It's like, yeah, I've, like worked my ass off and I've learned a whole bunch of stuff and I do deserve college credit for that. And he gets it. And then he doesn't have to do it. I mean, it's just like, here, read the sun also rises and then take this test on botany and you can get your computer science degree. Yes. Yes. So Kevin, you know what you deserve a degree in? What? Transitions to the business section. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so what are we back on our business section, Kevin, now that I've given you that graceful transition? Well, I'm, I'm imagining myself walking down the aisle with my robes. Okay. My, my sash. Yes. My honors cord. Yes. What do we got going on? Yes. Oh, I don't know. I didn't turn my paper in. <laughs> it's it's the after show on the, on Patreon.com slash Partners in Crime Media. What are we talking about? What did we say we are going to talk about? I Laura Bricker's exercise regimen. <laughs> Laura apparently is gone. This is like all Laura all the time. Laura apparently has gone back to, to her first pre-pandemic exercise class. Yeah. So, don't, yeah. don't give too much of it away. Save it for the <laughs> podcast, Laura. So we're going to get physical, physical. We want to get physical. Okay. What was the podcast we did recently? Oh, what? The one about Olivia Newton-John's boyfriend. Oh, that one. Yeah. God damn it. I can't remember. We he, just did it. he fell off the boat, but didn't. Pseudo-side. That's yes. it. Also, we've got uh, very soon another episode of Leave It to Bricker coming out. And Laura, I know you've been planning it. What's coming up? This is a New Year's investigation into a mysterious place known as the Carousel Lounge that I finally got inside and got to the bottom of what goes on there. Wait, is it locked? No, but it, during the COVID, <laughs> it was closed. Okay. It's like, I finally got inside. Like, you know, that most establishments, you can just go in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not like when I went to the secret door in Key West into the back room and got asked to leave. It's yeah. not that dramatic, yeah. but it is still exciting. Mm. And uh, some other news. Right now, it's the time for you to start planning your trip to the Exeter Lit Fest. Yeah, it is. Laura Bricker, step up to the microphone again. Tell us about who our special keynote speaker will be at Exeter Lit Fest. Our keynote speaker is the one and only Rabia Chaudhry. Ah. Yes, R- Rabia. Why do I? Why does that name sound familiar? I don't know. All right. I mean, she got a non-fire out of prison. Oh, that's right. That's right. She investigated a yes. Investigated the Jason Carroll case. Yes. Um, yeah. 
and the best-selling book of Fatty Fatty Boom Boom. Fatty Fatty Boom Boom. Fatty Fatty Boom Boom. And she will be discussing Fatty Fatty Boom Boom when she comes to Exeter on April 1st. There will be some hotel specials if you want to stay at the Exeter Inn. They are offering a discount if you are going to the Lit Fest. And on Friday night, this is my favorite part besides Rabia, we are having a Roaring Twenties party and I am learning the Charleston. Nice. Wow. I think that, I suspect that we will be around for that uh, <laughs> event. They will be seeing me in my Spanx dancing the Charleston. So Laura, what is the way that people can go online and they can get more information, maybe start throwing their money around, signing up for stuff? Planning their travel. Planning their travel. Planning travels. your travels. So you can follow Exeter Lit Fest on Instagram and Facebook. And if you go to the ExeterLitFest.com webpage, there is some information there. All right. Oh, my God. We need to pause the podcast to talk about the back of Toby's shirt. What's what? happening? Oh, Turn I around. wish it was a video podcast. It is like the anti-Confederate flag going on there. It's a peace symbol with some American flag stuff going on in it. I've never seen anything like that before. It's a uh, it's Radiohead. Yeah. Ah, it looks yeah. like you just walked into a Los Angeles disco in 1972. <laughs> it's true. And Lana Turner smoking a cigarette in the corner saying, why won't anyone marry me? Yes. Right. And I just pretend like I don't know who she is, and she <laughs> falls in love. Okay, so Kevin, is that all the business we have to discuss? That's all the business we can take for right now. Okay, sign up for our newsletter, crimewriterson.com, and get all this stuff in a neat package in your, e- in your inbox every week. Rebecca, I said, that's enough business. I know, but I had a piece that I wanted to discuss. All right, all right so that's on the business section. That's I'm going to fade the that music section. out. Get rid of the music. Right now. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. So, Kevin, there's one part of Dr. Dante's scamming Mm -hmm. that I'm trying to think about how we can adopt for our business. Okay. Fake demand. Fake demand. I hate to say it, it's brilliant. When he was doing this permaderm thing, and then later we hear him do it live in the podcast, it's wild. He does this thing where he he hires telephone operators to call salons <laughs> and have people say, do you have permaderm? Do you have permaderm? And they're like, no, what are you talking about? And then like a brochure will show up at the salon and they'll be like, Permaderm, seminar, learn how to do it by the machine. And the salon owner will call for information because they have all these people are calling and they want this thing. But then when they call, it'll be like, oh, yeah, we have that the seminar, but it's all booked up in your state. Yeah. But you can get on our waiting list. And when a spot opens up, we'll let you know. And so that when they get the call back, they'd be like, yes, book me in that spot. Yeah. 
So this isn't exactly like how we had all our listeners uh, vote for us in that March Madness thing so all those years say, ago, right? Well, why don't we just pretend there are limited spots in our Patreon? Like, only two spots left in our Patreon this month. Like, wouldn't that be a great way to do it? I mean, it's not cool, but like, only it a seems few spots. so If you want to take advantage of our listeners, No, sure. I don't. Why would you? Is this 2020? Why would you like <laughs> spill it no, in front of the world? I don't actually want to do it, but it does strike me as being... He's not a dummy. No, no, no. No dummy, no. this con man, right? No, he's not. <laughs> so, but the other thing about him, too, is that, like, he does scams that he doesn't need to do. Yeah, it's not even, like, real scams, right? I mean, the whole thing, I, you know, I was struck about the, the idea that to do this thing to get cheaper airline tickets, <laughs> like, every, like, book a whole bunch of flights and then cancel at the last minute and then swoop in and get the $100. Like, even his nephew... Bobby is Bobby like actually his nephew. Bobby Gold. Bobby Gold. It's no, it's it's actually his godson. Oh, okay. You know, he's like, you don't have to do this anymore. We're rich. Like, yeah, like just to the extent of like, I'll just fuck around and find out about, about like what I can get away with. It just seems like pathological in that way. You kind of wonder what came first, the con man or the hypnotist? Because I mean, the origin story is very hard to discerned it's not reliable that he was in the streets of where was it some i said chicago no no it was like like some underdeveloped nation or something like that and yeah he got tuberculosis got tuberculosis in malaysia and then a hypnotist cured him yeah but both a con man and a hypnotist they work well because they can read people and they can anticipate what the people want and like so those are both skills that both those kinds of those people need and so you know, to put those two together, that's, you know, one of the ways that, you know, you have a hypnotist who's brave enough to pull shit like that, then he's going to be successful. But he's hardworking, Toby. And we also hear that his brother, who obviously grew up in the same house that he did, was also hardworking and then like a really legitimate and successful business guy who probably also had a lot of the same skills and brain power and just employed them in a different way. Like, I just kept thinking like he and his brother must be like two sides of the same coin. Or maybe the same side of the same coin. You know, a lot of successful business people. Um, but that's that's really what struck me. And then, you know, there's this temptation to think like, well, who's really getting hurt here? But we do actually hear Toby from like victims at some point in the podcast. Yeah, you do. You know, clearly a lot of people are getting hurt, right? I mean, people like if nothing else are forking over a fair amount of money for nothing, right? Like learning how to give people tattoos that look like makeup, you know, which is lunacy it anyway, still exists by the way this salon, it? yeah, there are salons locally that do permanent makeup that's still a thing it's super weird but you know you hear about the woman who um got struck by lightning and then also went to columbia state university and lightning struck twice yes exactly it's it's been a, it was a tough it's a tough go her dream of law school evaporated had been betrayed by these people that claimed to be guidance counselors at an accredited university, and they would do everything they could to get me into the law school of my dreams. Um, it was very disheartening. It's a toxic memory. But yeah, I mean, you, you get to hear her story, but if you made $85 million, there's a lot of people who have similar stories, which is that they spent money to get a degree, which is actually symbolic of nothing. Uh, it doesn't really get you anywhere. So you just basically handed over money to this guy for, for, for nothing. I mean, he stole it from mm. you. He conned yeah. you out of it. But, uh, but look, Toby, aren't there also a bunch of people who like were already 
No, I'm not defending this. I don't want this to come out wrong. But they do point out that there are also people who like just got a raise at work because then they were suddenly able to attach some letters to their (laughs) name that they didn't have before, but they were actually qualified to do their jobs. So it all right. I mean, I I mean, I think if if I I think you'd make a make the point that maybe one percent of this was showing out of the hypocrisy <laughs> in like hiring and yes. raise decisions or whatever. Yes. Yeah. The other ninety nine percent of it is like pure cynical. You don't have to fucking do anything. We'll give you a degree. You know, just pass this test. We'll send you a book about something. And uh, <laughs> that's probably copied from somebody else's book. Yeah. Exactly. And it sounds like Trump you know, University. Yeah. It yeah. Really I mean, does. That, yeah. it feels like that's where you go. You get you get your master's at Trump University after after you get your bachelor's here. Mm. We're forgetting the best part. They are totally equal opportunity with who they will admit, including the bird. The bird. Laura yes. Bricker. This is the thing I've been dying to talk to you about all week since I listen to this podcast. Okay. I cannot believe that in all of your years of journalism. You never decided to go the route of being that reporter who looks into consumer scams because I, I was listening to this reporting team who their job was to be like the door knockers who like, a, you know, someone would send them a tip and be like, I think I'm going to a fake university. Can you check it out? That is your fucking job, Laura. <laughs> what are yeah. you doing not doing that job? Like, why aren't you Hank Philippi Ryan? Like, why aren't you these San Diego scam people? You're a journalist. You like solving things. You have no fear. Why aren't you sending a bird to a fake college? Like, this is your job. Okay, this is my next. Sorry, Chronicle of the Horse, but this is your job. (laughs) Get ready. Oh, my God. Who can I take down? Who do I need to investigate, Rebecca? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, Toby. I was listening to this thing and I was like, this is Laura's job. This is Laura. Laura then the, yeah. And then when they're like, we're standing outside the, the storefront and we can see all the people in there and we know it's the fake college. And because we, we can see the picture of Dr. Doc on the wall. So we had this trick where we would just stick the camera lens to the window and just zoom in. And I'm that's like, so fun. That's Laura Bricker. <laughs> okay. So this gives me something to aspire to. Thank you, Rebecca. You're welcome. Career tips for Laura Brick. Maybe you get a yeah. fake degree. And, and <laughs> I mean, I already have one. So what's what's you know? <laughs> so Kevin, Mexico. That's yeah. where we're going when we commit our next scam. That's that's where we're going all the time. If you've got millions of dollars, that seems to be the place to. We have a trip booked there for March. We don't have millions of dollars. I might not but... be coming back. <laughs> People figure out that this is a phony baloney podcast too. It'd be like, well, adios, amigos. But what is it about <laughs> someone like? Dr. Dante, who can't not just tell the crew from 2020 that's exactly so, what he's doing. But that's part of like the pathology, right? I mean, I'll just play pop psychologist, right? He's a guy who he seems to know what everybody else wants and tries to give it to them. At least let them think that, right? The whole Lana Turner thing, right? He knew what she wants. The people who come up in the nightclub act, you know, he reads them. He read the reporter, like, tell me this stuff. And he thinks that he's going to get you know, admired for it. I think there's a there's a desire for the positive attention, right? Which is one of the reasons why you're a live performer and some of the other things that you're doing. And I'll tell you, when you get to episode eight, he's doing this again with a documentarian where he just and an NPR reporter where he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. I don't know if he doesn't give a shit or if he doesn't really realize it, but he just 
is like saying the quiet part out loud. He's doing the scam in front of them. Yeah. He's like, but, check this out. But here, Toby. Would the you thing, like to be on a waiting list? The thing, Toby, that amazes me about like the sort of near the end of the podcast, and I don't want to spoil the very ending, but near the end, they, he gets visited in person and he's living this very quiet, peaceful life. Now, granted, he doesn't really have any money for reasons that become clear, but he's living in this peaceful, lovely place where he is adored. He kind of has like everything that he's always aspired to, right? He's surrounded by people who believe everything that he says. And I'm like, and to me, in my mind, like he's made it. I mean, sure, he's like oh, he's living on like a $600 a month income, but he's like, oh, the whole fact that he's lying and saying he's 10 years older than he is is very strange. Uh, but everybody they meet is like, He's the most incredible man I have ever met. You're such an extraordinary fellow, Dante. <laughs> he's so cool. He's so cool. He's always going places. He's always doing something. He just doesn't sit around. He invents things. She has no idea. Doesn't that seem like what he wants all along? Yeah, maybe. But I think he also likes the adoring crowds. I mean, I think he likes the trappings of celebrity. I, I mean, it certainly seemed that. And I... You know, being the most popular guy in your town is not the same as showing up, you know. I mean, I guess you're not even showing up, but you've got, like, the nicest limo parked outside with some big, like, burly Great Hells Angels-looking guy. And it's, <laughs> like, it's like fake trappings of fame, right? I mean, he likes to be associated with that stuff. He probably likes the real thing even better. But if he can't get the real thing, like, having it look like he's got it is second best. So it's it doesn't... It doesn't surprise me that he would be itching to have that kind of excitement in his life uh, again. Like, I think like a lot of con men, like there's, you know, there's that adrenaline thing about, well, will I get caught? You know, it's, can I get away with this? And we are just like chilling in Mexico with a bunch of people who like you. It's, it's not that same kind of adrenaline. Yeah. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms, and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. All right, let's do what we do. Let's let our listeners know, should they check out the latest season of Chameleon from Campside Media? It's called Dr. Dante. Laura Bricker, what do you think? Thumbs up or thumbs down for this podcast? 
Yeah, this is a thumbs up. Um, I'm back on a walking kick. I listened to this all week while I was walking and I actually walked longer because I wanted to keep listening to this because it was just told in a really interesting way to listen to. The writing was great. I like the soundscape and just the story. Like I, I have to say, I know a lot of people were scammed by this guy, but I kind of admire Dr. Dante for uh, his chutzpah, as uh, it was said at one point. And, and I totally agree with that. So thumbs up for me. Toby Ball, what do you think? Thumbs up or thumbs down for Chameleon, Dr. Dante? Yeah. So Sam, uh, I mean, this, I guess this whole team did my favorite podcast from last year, uh, Wild Boys. And this is quite a bit different. We talked about in the main review, but it, it really is. It's not the same kind of journalistic podcast that we we're used to listening to and reviewing. It's much, much more sort of storytelling, although this, the story is is true and very weird. Um, but yeah, for me, it, it really worked. The story is super interesting. Sam's very good storyteller, very good writer. Um, they have just enough stuff, particularly of, of Dr. Dante's speaking. And he's kind of an interesting speaker in and of itself. And then it, towards the very end, you get a whole bunch more voices in. So yeah, I, I give it a thumbs up. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Kevin Flynn. Yeah, I'm going thumbs up. I, you know, two things about this podcast. The story itself is uh, really compelling. We, it's, it's another one of those, hey, get a load of this guy, con men kind of stories. Somebody that I hadn't heard of before, a pretty unique kind of um, method for pulling his scams. But also, you know, the big thing is that the host, Sam Mullins, tells the story very, very well. He's uh, funny without being yuck, yuck about it. His humor is like Tabasco sauce. A little bit goes a long way. Hmm. Too much ruins the whole thing. And, you know, it just was very smooth. Not everybody can pull off a podcast in that same manner. So, you know, it's one of the things that makes it unique and one of the reasons why uh, Sam Mullins continues to be a, a big star in this industry. Thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up for me, too. When I was starting to listen to this, the first couple episodes, I was like, wait a minute. I have no idea where this tape is coming from of this interview with this dude. Is this just going to be Sam Mullins telling me a story? Like, what's happening here? And then by episode three, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm down. This is fun. Um, and then it changes. It, it goes through a couple of changes throughout the podcast. It's just the writing in this is so strong and the editing is so strong that it can stand on just the writing and the storytelling. And that's rare and it's kind of special. Um, and man, this story is bananas. And by the way, did you guys know that Dr. Dante was married to Lana Turner? Do you guys know that? <laughs> is he married to Lana Turner? <laughs> he he was her favorite husband, her final husband. Just you know who Lana Turner was? I married her. <laughs> anyway, um, I enjoyed this podcast way more than I thought I was going to when I started listening to it. So yeah, big thumbs up for me for Chameleon, Dr. Dante. And now it's time for my favorite part of the podcast, a little something I like to call the crime, crime of-, of the week. Yeah, that. Residents in a New Zealand island community say a crime spree is tearing them apart. Someone has been going around and stuffing sausages in their mailboxes. Is that a metaphor? No, literally? Literally, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Victims say they arrive the same way, wrapped in a slice of white bread, buttered, and covered in sauce. For the past six months, the Surfdale sausage stuffer has been tearing. The Surfdale sausage stuffer right. has been terrorizing the island. Says one resident, it's traumatic. Nobody's letterboxes are safe. I don't think the island member knows what the word trauma means. 
Just going to say, the sausages appear to have been barbecued and are very likely made by Heller's, a brand available at any supermarket. Recently, a victim received a sausage concealed in Christmas wrapping paper. Another received one in brown bread with no butter, causing residents to question if they're now dealing with a copycat sausager. Surprisingly, there is no law in New Zealand against placing intestinal casings of ground meat and savory spices in people's mailboxes. Accusations are flying among the islanders. Says one, it's ripping us apart. We can't trust one another. It's a witch hunt. <laughs> Did you try to say it with the New Zealand accent? It's a witch hunt. <laughs> That's racist, Chris. <laughs> That's an amazing accent, Rebecca. Thanks, thanks. I watched a lot of Flight of the Concords to practice that. Panel, no one knows the motives of the Surfdale sausage stuffer. Why? Oh, why is he committing this crime? Lara Bricker, what do you think? I mean, this is a really great marketing tactic for that. What is it? Helm? Helm the sausage? Heller. Heller. I mean, Heller sausage. We all know about it now. I mean, I was going to say... The first thing that came to my mind is I'd rather have a sausage stuffed in my mailbox than a zucchini, which is what people do in New England. <laughs> That's who, true. Who wants to stuff Laura Bricker's spot with their sausage? With their zucchini. <laughs> Toby Ball, why do you think the Surfdale sausage stuffer is committing this crime? I don't think it's a crime. I just assume it's Laura's friend down in uh, South Carolina who've, who've got the Hidden got the water. addresses mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> Ken, what do you think? I think this is someone who saw the Banshees of Inishirin mm. and thought that, you know, it's easier than throwing the sausage at the door. Oh, okay. Those weren't sausages in that movie. Well, I know. They were kind of, okay, they didn't just, really want to actually. Just making sure that you were like paying attention. It's Oscar season, Rebecca. Get All with it. All right. I just think it's somebody who thinks that buttering corn with bread is a shitty idea and they're just trying to like demonstrate how it should be done with the buttered bread. Just saying. Remember that whole buttered bread situation we had a couple weeks ago? You're going to get corn stuff all over your bread? Not yes. cool. Mm, all right. We no. should probably end it on that note. But before we do, Laura Bricker, if folks want to find you on social media and ask questions about your zucchini comment and why people stuff them in mailboxes in New England, how can they find you on social media? Um, they can find me at Laura Bricker. I was so afraid you were going to say, if you want to stuff your zucchini, I nope. was, but thank you. You didn't say that. <laughs> you just did. <laughs> oh, wait, I just did. <laughs> you just did it. Toby Ball at the $35 Patreon level. If folks want to reach you out too. To, If folks want to reach out to you on social media and not talk about stuffing zucchini in Laura's mailbox, <laughs> how can they find you on social media? At Toby Ball NH. Kevin Flynn, just give your handle. I'm at Kevin P. Flynn. And if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, I am Zucchini Free at Reb Lavoy. Not for long. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Crime Writers On, and I encourage you to join our incredible community in our official Crime Writers On Facebook discussion group, where I encourage you to share your zucchini recipes. We also have a regular old Facebook page. Just go there, hit join the group. We'll let you in. Support the show at patreon.com slash partners in crime media. You'll get the Crime Writers On After Show, Married with Podcast, Laura Bricker's Leave It to Bricker Podcast, and... Toby Ball's Deep Dive Book Club podcast. Our theme song was composed and performed by Ty Gibbons. Our line editor is the wonderful Olivia Burdett. The executive producer of this fine program is the incredibly talented and handsome Kevin Flynn. Check out my letterbox, baby. This show was recorded in the Treehouse Yoga Studio above the Mockingbird Cafe in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi Studio, otherwise known as Studio C, the closet in our New Hampshire basement where we're getting sleepy. 
very sleepy. On behalf of all the crime writers, thanks so much for listening. We will catch you later. Later. You guys, I have to go pee because I drank so much hint water. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> and that pee will be all flavor of berries. Coconut. Goji berries. Goji berries. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.